Welcome to Rust Belt Running. I'm Andrew Hedinger, and joining me shortly with a coaching tip is Adam Wheeler. I'm really excited. This week, we're going to be reviewing Grandma's Marathon in Minnesota with my friend Jamie. Jamie took part in Grandma's Marathon back in June, and she was kind enough to come on and give us a review and a few tips for the race. I really enjoyed our time together. Before I throw it to Adam for coaching, though, I want to ask, is there a race that you've run recently that you'd like reviewed? Is there a race that you're thinking about running, but you have some more questions on and you'd like us to get somebody to come on and talk about it? Then drop us a line. Our DMs on Instagram are always open and you can find us there at Rust Belt Running. Or you can email us at rustbeltrunning at gmail.com. One of the best places to find us is our website, rustbeltrunning.com. There you can find out about our different offerings and run coaching, different ways to support the show, like checking out our merchandise. The best way you can support our show, though, is just to like, subscribe, and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. We strive to keep our podcast content free without paywalls, without ads, and we need your support to do that. And we're so grateful for all the support we've gotten throughout the years. So enough of that stuff. Uh, here's Adam. He's bringing you your, uh, your, your Rust Belt Running coaching tip of the week. Here's a training tip from us here at Rust Belt Running. It's still early in the year and you might still be working on incorporating new habits, new behaviors into your training routine to try to level up your running. And if you're doing so, one thing you might want to do is to anticipate a drop in motivation as time goes on. It's a normal thing. As we get further away from that fresh start feeling that we had at the beginning of the year, our brain's going to start giving us less energy towards incorporating new habits because it's just a little, it's basically just energy inefficient to keep psyching us up to do new things all the time. Our brain wants to go on autopilot and that's one of the reasons why we develop habits. And so if you're starting to feel a drop in motivation as January starts heading into February, something to keep in mind is that that motivational decrease is going to happen. And one powerful tool to overcome that is to keep the why in our mind firmly fixed when we're thinking about why we're doing some of these new habits, why we're incorporating some of these new behaviors into our routine. Reality too is that we don't get payoffs immediately from incorporating new habits. You know, habits are something that we do and things compound with them over time but you're not going to get an immediate payoff from just one strength training session or one night of sleeping better. You have to keep doing it to see those big results. And when the demands of life start getting in the way, you know, just our family needs time, our work needs time. Sometimes we're just tired and we don't want to, you know, get dressed and go to the gym. It becomes really easy to backslide a little bit and get away from incorporating some of those new habits. So anticipate that some of those demands in life are going to come up, anticipate that our motivation is going to drop a little bit, and really keep your why in mind for why you wanted to incorporate these new behaviors in the first place. And I'll give you an example from one of our athletes. Uh, One of our athletes committed to strength training in late 2022 for the entirety of 2023 because she really wanted to see improvement in her race times and she wanted to just be stronger and more uh, resilient to injuries. And towards the end of last year, she texted us and said, hey, I ran 420 miles less in 2023 than I did in 2022. And she ran a nine minute PR on the marathon in the fall of 2023. Why? Not because she did one weightlifting session late in 2022, but because she stuck with it week after week at the end of that year and all of last year. And it made her stronger, it made her more injury resilient, and she had a banner day when she ran Chicago last year. So keeping that why in mind, making sure that you know what payoff you're hoping for, it's a really powerful tool to get us over the hump when life gets in the way, when motivation drops. And if you can keep that why in mind and you can keep showing up and doing the work, eventually you're gonna get the payoff that you want for those new habits you're trying to incorporate. Thank you so much for listening today. And before we get started, this is a reminder to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms. It's one of the easiest ways to support the show and what we do. 
you're looking for other ways to support us, head to rustbeltrunning.com. There you can learn more about our offerings and run coaching and shop for merchandise. Any way you choose to support us, we are most grateful for. So now to the fun stuff. Grandma's Marathon. Jamie's joining us from the other Canton, uh, Canton, Georgia. Uh, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you, Andrew. So you ran uh, Grandma's Marathon for the second time. Well, second. Yes. Take two. Yes. It was my redemption race. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Correct. I, I figured I would let you find the way to say that without me. <laughs> yes. Uh, being too blunt about it so grandma's is in minnesota right Duluth. yes Duluth, Duluth, minnesota. minnesota um and you're from canton georgia what type of travel uh was involved with that land or air so basically um both <laughs> so <laughs> we um we actually live close to the atlanta airport so we drove to the atlanta airport um and then we flew to minneapolis minnesota which is the closest big airport um, my husband has family in town, so we decided to rent a car to get to Duluth. So then we had mm -hmm. to take a three-hour drive to Duluth. Duluth does have an airport for those of, that are wanting to, you know, fly direct in, but it's very small. I think it's a very small town, so you're probably going to fly to a major airport and then take a very small little tiny plane to get to Duluth. Oh, man. I don't know what would be worse, a tiny plane or an extra three-hour drive. Um, they both sound Yeah, it's terrible. kind of... Yeah, I don't really think that there's a good one there. So did you stay in Duluth? Uh, was there is there any like specific place that you would recommend in Duluth? We we stayed at the Liftbridge Lodge. That's a mouthful. Um, so we learned. So when I went the first year, um, obviously, I went the first year uh, and had a little bit of a hamstring issue at mile seven um, and then hobbled to mile 13 where I got on a bus. Uh, and got bus back for my first do not finish. Uh, not bitter at all. Um, but we learned the first year that we went um, kind of like the lay of the land. So the first year mm -hmm. we stayed at um, Pier B, which is a great hotel. We had no issues there. But it was kind of a little bit of ways away from where the buses and everything was and also where the after race party was. So after I did not finish, we decided we wanted to go to the lift bridge and we actually put our name on a waiting list for the next year. So when we were there in Duluth, we had to put our name on a waiting list for the next year. And they're like, you're number three on the waiting list. And we'll contact you sometime in February to let you know if you get a spot. <laughs> so getting a hotel for this marathon is a little difficult. So you have to get on a wait list or you have to call um, as soon as basically you enter and, and get the confirmation that you are, you know, are registered um, because it's hard to get into a hotel. Duluth is very small. Um, Duluth is almost like this small little, it's not an island, but it feels like it is because it's very small uh, and there's only a few hotels and they fill up very fast. Huh. And they're that's very expensive. Yeah. That's wild. Cause it's a, it, it's a, like, it's a very well-known race and it's, it's fast. And, you know, there's a lot of people who run OTQs and BQs at grandma's. Um, do you know how many participants it has? I want to say it was capped off at around 10,000. I could be wrong yeah. there. I'd have to do some fact checking, but I think it was right around 10,000. So 10,000 people descend on Duluth, Minnesota to run. Uh, to yes. run a bunch of miles. So, uh, so hotels, a little bit of a fiasco. Do you get any type of choice or, 
Are you just kind of whatever is open, you're going to take it? A little bit of both. So there's a lot of options, but I feel like the lot of options that you have, because um, Duluth is kind of like a small hometowny type of feel, a lot of the hotels are like those boutique kind of hotels. Mm-hmm. So the options that you do have, um, you're going to pay for. And I'm talking probably about three to $400 a night. So it's definitely... Okay. Um, something that you have to be prepared to spend that kind of money. And there's a two, two night minimum at most of the hotels. This is why we started doing this. Cause this is stuff people need to know. <laughs> yeah. Cause so. that, I mean that alone, you know, when I started, to, when I signed up for it originally, I signed up because we're going to visit family in Minnesota. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We'll go there, run the marathon. And then when I got the hotel and figured it out, I was like, Oh, Wow, that's a lot. Like I could have probably went on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> any uh any good restaurants that you recommend that you remember in the area? Oh, oh, so we went to there's a restaurant that's known there called Grandma's. So obviously we had to go there. Um had good food. They did do a special for all marathoners. They had a pasta special, of course. Um, but just the atmosphere and uh the whole restaurant was really cute inside definitely recommend i did go to a mexican restaurant i can't think of the name and i I just said to my husband i said that was the best margarita that i've ever had but i don't know if it was because i just finished a marathon and i had that runner's high or if that margarita was actually that good so i'm like kind of on the fence there alcohol hits different after a after a marathon <laughs> it does yes so you mentioned you have family uh cuz you're 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 from the area correct yeah so my husband's from Mankato Minnesota um okay. which is about 5 hours from Duluth and uh I have family in Green Bay Wisconsin okay and is that is that why you chose the race well, a few reasons. I've been chasing a BQ for some time and, you know, this is mm-hmm. going to be my year. I just know it. Um, but I heard it was flat and fast. So that was one of the main reasons why I did pick it. But then it was also nice that I had family in the area so we could make kind of a family trip out of it. All right. So are you going to give it a third try here? No. So that? I'm done with grandma's. I've <laughs> okay. had a great experience. I, my first time my hamstring went, so I had to go back and I had to see the finish line for myself, but now I'm good. Um, the, the price of the race and, uh, the experience, the experience was great, but the price you have to be um, prepared to spend a lot of money to get there and to, to stay in a hotel there. Fair enough. Um, how was the expo experience? Expo was great. I feel like the expo was huge. Anything that you could possibly imagine was there. Um, because it is such a well-known race, I think that kind of added to, to the flair. Um, the marathon puts on a good show. They uh, also have a pasta dinner at the expo. So if you want, you can sign up for their pasta dinner. I want to say it was like 10 or $12 a person. It's all you can eat pasta. And they basically start at like at like three o'clock that evening and just keep it rolling till about like eight o'clock. So you can get your ticket and go to the pasta dinner and kind of get that experience. Um, Kara Goucher was there this year, so you could go and listen to her speak. Um, She was also the announcer at the finish. So that was really cool. Um, So I got to finish and have her, you know, announce my name this year, which was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, overall, I I love the expo for me. I'm an expo junkie. I usually um, buy all the things. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I feel like they had all the things to buy. So it was win-win for me. 
Yeah, funny story about Karagoucher real fast. I, I was in Chicago in October for the marathon and I was crossing a street and I was looking across, um, you know, looking at the walking sign and I looked below and I'm like, that's Karagoucher right across from me. And oh my gosh. I, we, we walked, uh, like she crossed, we were shoulder to shoulder and I did not say hi. I just, I, I froze. I was like, she's, she's not at a running event right this moment. She wants to be Kara Goucher, the person, not Kara Goucher. So I was like, I'm just going to let it be. That was but kind of you. I, you were very kind. That's, that's how I justify just wussing out on the whole thing. But whatever um, helps you sleep at night. <laughs> right. How was the swag at the expo? Like particularly what you got for free, not things that you had to buy. The stuff that was included. Oh, goodness. Um, the swag was okay. I don't remember there being anything that I was like, oh, this is really awesome um, as far as swag went. But when you register, you get to decide if you want the jacket or not. And the jacket, mm -hmm. surprisingly, is, is reasonably priced. I'm wearing it. I figured that would be fitting for today. <laughs> um, it was only like $20 um, with the race oh, wow. registration. And I feel like for a, a jacket, that's a pretty, pretty sweet deal. Um, the long, I think it was a short sleeve shirt that I got, um, for finishing and I mean, it was okay. You know, the yeah. athletic feeling shirt me. <laughs> that we all have 500 of, I got uh, yes. Columbus did just regular cotton t-shirts this past year. And I was like, that's great. That's way better. Cause I can wear that all the time. Uh, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's much better. So um, pre-race, uh, was there any transportation to the race, like from the hotel to the start line that you took? So this is kind of a funny story. So there's two ways to, to get to the start line. So they bus you out. So you um, are either bussed out or you go on a train. Those are your options. So year one, I'm like taking in all the experience, right? And uh, I get on the train. Well, before a race, I'm, I'm a very nervous runner, right? So I got the adrenaline running. I don't want to be around a ton of people. I just, I'm like in my own little zone. So I literally got on to go onto the train and I was like, oh, hell no. Like I literally like turned around, went, went down off. I'm off the train. Like I cannot do this because the train ride, I want to say was like an hour. And I was like an hour of this, like people were just chatty, chatty, chat. Like if you love that environment, like that's for you, like get on the train, yeah. go enjoy yourself. But for me, I was like, Oh, I'm stuck on this thing. I don't know. For some reason I felt more trapped on a train than a bus. So I, uh, I opted for the bus. The bus ride is about 40 minutes. Um, so they, they bus you out to the start. Um, and where they bus you out to the start, there's plenty of porta potties. So I know that's a, a runner's uh, check mark there. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. There's plenty of porta potties. They have water stations, um, music playing. You know, they're letting you know about how long to the start, you know, all of those kind of things. There's a beautiful, you know, start line. It says Grandma's Marathon is painted on the cement. Um, so as far as where they bus you out to, it's a, it's a great spot. Um, but yeah, it is it's an out and back. So they bus you out there. Oh, it is an out or and train. back? It is, yeah. Okay. And then a funny thing about the train. So if you have loved ones that also want to see you like out on the course, they're able to take the train and the train kind of goes along with the runners as you start. And some people huh. might enjoy that because every once in a while the train will let its whistle go. 
Um, but if you're someone like me that gets in their head and likes to be in their own little space, I kind of wanted to flip off the train whistle. I did I not, f- but <laughs> I feel like that would scare the crap off, out of me. <laughs> I jumped every time it went off. I was like, please make it stop. And everyone else was like, yeah, this is great. And I'm like, I'm the only one out here like, oh, the train. <laughs> so when you got to the start um, and, you know, you had the you had the little bit of a party at the beginning, um, were you able to like navigate the corrals easily? Like how was the organization for the start corrals? So that's crazy. So I don't remember there being actual specific corrals. It's kind of like a big old shoot and mm-hmm. you're kind of meandering your way through as far as where you see the pacers um, okay. and just kind of, you know, figuring it out for yourself. There's not real, there's nothing as far as, you know, you stay in this area for this corral or anything like that. It's a wide open shoot that you're entering and you're going to stand there until the start. Um, so you'll have some people that obviously think they're going to be super fast that day and you're going to see them go out super fast and then you're going to want to run into them. Um, so you have all kinds of that going on. Um, but it wasn't to the point where I couldn't get my pace started, you know, within the, the first mile. So it wasn't like so congested that it was annoying. Okay. Um, did you use the gear check uh, at the start? I did. Yep. I did use the gear check. Um, they have different bins that you can put your gear into, uh, at the start, as soon as you get off the bus, um, or as soon as you get off the train uh, and everything with that was very smooth. As far as you knew where to put it, it was very organized. So is it like a self-service, uh, gear check that you're? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so they had all these different, like bins by alphabet by your last name. Um, and so you just put it in the bin and at the finish you went and found it. I got to tell you, I love that idea because now I know Chicago is different because it's 45,000 people, but I waited for about 45 minutes to get my bag at the finish. Of oh, Chicago. wow. It was oh, I got a mine right disaster. Away. And um, I, uh, I, that's, and that was the last thing that you'd want to do is, Mm-hmm. I would have, I, I told the dude next to me, I would rather run two more miles than stand here in one place for this amount of time. It hurts so bad to stand still. So I love the idea uh, of that. Just kind of, you know, self-service. I'm sure there was, was there somebody there to kind of like make sure that people who weren't yeah, supposed like, to be around like, the bags. Oh, put it here, put it here. And then at the end, like when you finished, you just walked up. The, they saw you they're like oh here you know jamie johnston you're like jamie johnston they had it all organized it wasn't a mess i want to say i got my bag within probably about five minutes of the finish and i wasn't waiting in a line i um they had plenty of stuff for me too like they you know met you at the finish with chocolate milk and bananas and all the runner goods um so yeah gear we're gonna check talk more about the finish don't worry we're yeah. gonna get there <laughs> but yeah okay that's cool that that's i love the i love the thought of that um how much time do you think a runner should give themselves heading into grandma's before the start um i would they they tell you in the pamphlet uh, probably i think it's about i think it they tell you what time the bus leaves and so that's the main thing to focus on so i always get mm-hmm. there about it i got there both times <laughs> about a half hour before the bus left, um, just to make sure I was on time. Um, but I'm one of those nervous runners, right? I'm sitting there, I'm probably one of the first people in line. 
Um, so if you're a nervous runner, obviously half hour, 45 minutes, if you're the, I'm just showing up, rolling in and doing this thing kind of person, give yourself a 15 minute buffer to when they say that those bus leaves. So let, I, I want to go back to the buses for a second. Um, mm-hmm. do they assign you like a specific time, a window of time that you like should be on a bus or is it just like a first come first serve and they're just rolling buses nonstop? to the start yeah first come first serve they're all lined up so everyone fills bus one and it's gone and it just keeps going cool i know with like you know a lot of the majors and stuff that people will run or if it is a race that has corrals they'll assign you a specific time and they won't let people venture away from that window so i was yeah uh, a lot of this stuff is a free-for-all at grandma's yeah (laughs) Fair enough. Um, all right. So let's get into the race. You already talked a little bit about the congestion at the start. Um, and, you know, you said there wasn't like a whole lot, but there's always congestion at the beginning of any race. Um, how long did it take for that to like f- to break up, even though there wasn't as much as, you know, maybe some other races? Um, how long did it take for that yeah. congestion to clear up? So the race starts really cool. Also, there's a flyover, which I thought was really neat. Um, So they did the flyover to to kick off the race, which I think, you know, puts in all the feels. And then once you get going, um, I want to say probably about a good mile um, of a little bit congested. And I'm not talking like shoulder to shoulder or elbow to elbow where you're kind of like fighting your way. But you know that you're in a pack of people, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like people on top of people. Um, but it's congested. And if you are trying to get, you know, to a certain pace off the get go, obviously don't do that. Um, and prepare for that first mile for it to be a little bit congested. Just take the moment in, right? You're starting the marathon. Mm-hmm. You got get 25 more miles to get that pace. <laughs> yeah. And you probably don't want to be starting off too fast anyways. So maybe look at it no. as a blessing in disguise and, and, you know, look out for the safety of yourself and other people uh, at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, water stops uh how frequent were the water stops and were they clearly marked and what was the uh, volunteer support like at them um volunteer support at grandma's is amazing um and water stops i wanted i felt like they were almost like every mile it was crazy there were a lot of water stops and they mark them with these big balloons they're balloons that say grandma's marathon on them and so you can see the balloon like in the distance, you know that you have a water stop coming. Mm-hmm. They have water, Gatorade. Um, I think that's what they had. Um, and then they also have sponges, like sponges with water on it, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, one thing about grandma's, if you're looking though for like the traditional runner's fuel, whether it be goo or any of those, hammer, or any of those items, they use... Um, I don't know if it's local to the area, but it's a maple syrup. Um, it's called untapped. Okay. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm not all about like feeling like a pancake out there while I'm running. So uh, I made sure to pack my own fuel. So that's something that, that grandma's has used, I think now for a couple of years. So be prepared for that. Um, train with it. If that's something that you enjoy. <laughs> and if it sounds strange, I think one thing I should have touched on earlier in Minnesota, you're hearing about sponges and all this stuff. It, this race was in June, so it is yes. a summer race. So that's one thing to keep in mind um, as well. Uh, as you know, bringing that up, and this is you know, as we are doing this new format, this is something I need to throw in. What is what was the what's the weather been like in June in Duluth, Minnesota? The two times you've run this, 
Yeah, so take one was the perfect day. Um, okay. The year my hamstring went, of course. Um, it was the perfect day. I think it was about, you know, 40 degrees in my idea that in my world, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, had a nice breeze coming off the lake. And then my second year, it started cool, but ended hot. So you started cool, you ended hot as you entered into into Duluth. So um, those were the two years I've had. But, you know, June in Minnesota, you can get anything. You can get snow, believe it or not, as I say that with my Wisconsin accent. Yes, you it can came get out snow. hard. Right <laughs> so hard. <laughs> you can get snow, you can get rain. Um, you can have an 80 degree day. So um, a June race in Minnesota, you're definitely taking a gamble when it comes to the weather. Um, but hopefully, you know, you get that perfect weather day. Mm -hmm. Train in all conditions, right? <laughs> yep. Um, how was the course uh, markings? Were there any issues with like getting confused where the course was going or anything like that? No, I feel like it was pretty much a straight shot. I mean, the course was marked very well. You knew at all times kind of where you at were at. Um, everything on the course was was marked very well. Uh, did, do you have any like general thoughts on the course overall? You mentioned it was flat earlier. Um, just so your everyone personal says grandma's flat, right? Yeah. So like I'm like yeah, it's it's flat and fast. Like, but I felt like there were so many rollers. And looking back at my elevation, like you definitely can see. So it is a flat race compared to a lot mm -hmm. of races. But in my opinion, I felt like there were a lot of rollers. And at the end, they say it's Lemon Drop Hill. Um, and Lemon Drop Hill is something you'll hear a lot um, from people that run this race. And it's a, it's a small hill at the end. But I think you're just, you know, you're hitting that hill at mile 25. So you're not really loving life at that moment. Um, but I feel like for a, a flat race that it, that's being advertised as, I feel like there were a lot of rollers. Okay. I, you know, I think that is often a misconception with faster courses. I think rollers are a good thing. I think they are a performance enhancer. I think to run on the same elevation for 26.2 miles is going to destroy you. And to have that, yeah. those slight undulations, because up here in Ohio, the Columbus Marathon is the exact same way. So many people say it's flat and it's not. It's just consistent little ups and downs, ups and there's a couple yeah. big ups and a couple big downs, but overall it's just little ups and downs and it, it's good. You're given different muscle sets a break. So that's good to like, that's, that's probably one reason why grandma's is so successful at getting people to like lofty goals is, mm -hmm. um, you know, in a, a, a course that lends itself to a, uh, a, a peak performance type of day. Um, with Duluth being a smaller town, uh, what's the support like from the town around the race, both the weekend and the day? Yeah. So the weekend is crazy. So I feel like Duluth turns into like a runner's village. Um, okay. everyone that's there, obviously that weekend is for the marathon. And if someone's going there that weekend that, that they're not for the marathon, they're crazy because they're spending <laughs> all that money on the spiked hotel prices. Um, but no, so as far as like the city goes, it's booming. It's it's Marathon Central. As far as the course though and crowd support, if you're one of those people that the crowd support is going to get you through that race, this might not be a race for you because there are times when you are out there by yourself. Hmm. And when I say that, um, you're in Duluth, Minnesota. So you have 
trees on one side, you have the lake on the other side. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you're out in nature on a road by yourself. And for some people, they love that, right? And some people need that crowd support. Um, so you don't get a lot of crowd support. I feel like until you really get into the city a little bit more, there'll be kind of like a few groups of crowds as you go, because there'll be a house somewhere or of course, the water stops, you had volunteers, right. but crowd support, you don't really get a ton until you enter the city. Um, and you don't enter the city, I want to say, until about mile 20-ish. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're so, getting I mean, it when you need it the most. Yeah, that's true. That's <clears throat> true. Um, they have some fun things on the course. There's, there was like a lot there. They're known for this troll mile and I forget what mile it's at, but all these little tiny, like those troll dolls they uh -huh. have lined up. Um, there was a, I think a, someone on a, uh, in a llama costume on a trampoline. So it's like the llama trampoline mile. So they have, you know, some things out there that you can be looking for. <laughs> it's just so random. Um, but think nature. Um, you're out there in yeah. nature. You're out there in nature and just kind of running along the, the lake. And I mean, the, the views are beautiful. And then you, get, then you just get a llama on a trampoline. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm just, so... ra just random. <laughs> so, so, uh, so you finally get into Duluth and there's some crowd support. Um, and then you, I, I want to, you know, get to the mile 26 flag. When, when you're at that final 385 yards and you have that to the finish, and then, you know, you cross the finish. What's the the um, the feeling of the finish line like, both before you cross and then immediately after? Yeah, so it's like a party. So as soon as you, okay. you round the corner and you're entering that finisher shoot, it is amazing. Um, I was I remember coming through and I had some people that had known me and I didn't even know that they were there. Um, they followed me oh, through Peloton because cool. I'm a Peloton junkie. Um, but I heard Jamie cupcakes for PRs and I was like, Oh my gosh, like people knew me. And so I felt like that really kind of gave me some energy, you know, in that last yeah. part. Um, but yeah, the finish is awesome. Um, once you cross that finish line, there's tons of volunteers, you know, in case you need anything, um, they give you the medal. Um, you kind of do that walk through and get a chocolate milk, you know, banana, that kind of thing, but it's a party, the finish of grandma's marathon, like you're yeah. entering a party. Um, be prepared to have a good time. Um, how you mentioned the metal, uh, how cool is the metal? I know I should have brought it. I, I left it upstairs, but the metal is cool. Um, it's a cool metal. It's pretty big in size. Um, yeah, yeah I was impressed by the metal. Nice. Do you the display? The one that I finally got to get. Do you display your medals? Do you have them like, I mean, I have mine on display. So um, I'm terrible. So I have metal displays that many wonderful people have purchased for me. And I uh -huh. have like all my medals kind of sporadically throughout this house. <laughs> I should display them. I have a pain cave in my basement where I train and everything. And I, I just, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, some people just aren't into it. They just, I mean, I know people who just throw them in a drawer. And I'm like, why? That's kind of I mean, me. I don't know I mean, why. I I... Fair enough. I, be I mean, if it's not that. your thing, it's not your thing. Don't force it. Yeah. I, I mean, now I in reality, like I it's about. <laughs> no, in reality, it's about running the race and, you know, the uh, the experience you have, um, you know, on the course and. You know, I think overcoming the things like the hamstring injury and then, you know, going yes. back and, um, you know, completing and that's the race one thing uh, on your second try. 
One thing um, with grandmas too is I didn't feel like there was a lot of medical tents. So if you're going out there with some kind of an injury, right? And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know. We're going to roll the dice today. Um, so when I got injured my first year, um, I got injured and they had me hobble because I wasn't in an emergency from mile wow. eight to mile 13. So um, that, that, you know, God bless those little yeah. old ladies that are volunteers. Cause they're like, you got this pink shoes. You only have a little bit more to go. And I'm thinking lady, I'm, I'm hobbling here. I just tore a hamstring, but thanks for the support. <laughs> yeah. And that was not what you had in mind for that day. And that makes it even worse. No. Um, yes. Yeah. That's uh that's tough. Um, that's, yes. you know, good to know. Um, is is that it can oh i can't imagine walking five miles hobbling well, and walking. when i finally got to when i finally got to the medical tent there wasn't a bus or anything there so i got with some volunteer in his truck and <laughs> all the roads are closed right so he had to then take me to a different spot where the buses were for people that were injured so he had to then like go around the barricades that he just put out. At one point, he had to get out in direct traffic while I was in his car. Oh, I always man. have random stories that happen to me. So that's totally <laughs> what happened. And I was like, if you need me to grab a vest, I can. It's just a hamstring. But he, he was good. So it was an adventure. But yeah, so it's an adventure if you're you're ending up taking the bus because of an injury. So um, I, I this this is a question about there being something interesting, but not that type of interesting. Um, at the finish, is there any, like, uh, you said it's a party. Is there like live music or they have like PR celebration areas, uh, like photos, beer, stuff like that? Yeah. All the above. So they have all, all those it. things. And then that evening, um, they have like a whole separate area where they have a concert they have oh, cool. um, inflatables for kids. Like they really try to bring it into like a festival type of, of feeling out there. They have a PR um, bell that you can ring. Um, you can get a picture with grandma. There's a grandma at the finish line. Um, oh, that's cool. And uh, Tracksmith was also there to do the Tracksmith posters. I know a lot mm -hmm. of runners like those. Um, so they were there. Um, yeah, definitely a, a party type of atmosphere and vibe. So if you're going to, go out there and PR, you can definitely enjoy yourself throughout the evening. That's cool that they have the party go through the evening, especially in a smaller town like that, like to give, you know, you, you go to a major, you know, you go to Columbus, you have a place to party just by nature of it being a cool city. You go to Duluth mm -hmm. to like have that where you can continue to congregate with, you know, like-minded people throughout the evening. That's pretty dope. Yeah, the uh, people of Duluth put on a show. Like they put on a, a an environment that you definitely want to be part of. Like it's like, oh, I'm here and I'm a runner, and I'm everyone there is a runner, and we're just gonna do all the things, and it, it's a good feeling. It's a it's it that is definitely a great vibe. That's awesome. I, I love to hear that. I uh, yeah, you lost me on the amount of money this race might cost to uh, run, but so, yeah, that, there's so much of the experience you're talking about that sounds really cool. Um, yeah, when I compared it to a cruise, I feel like that's when I kind of made people stop a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love cruising, so yeah, I would, I would l rather spend seven days on on the seas, um, getting sun, um, versus uh, spending a lot of money to run a marathon. 
which I do anyways. I did, went to Chicago. So yeah, in Duluth. Yeah. Chicago and Duluth are two different animals. Um, Big difference. So uh, in closing, uh, you said you wouldn't do this race again. Is But that's not the race's fault, I'm guessing. Well, no. I guess you kind of brought up the money. So I guess that would be, you know happenstance of small town meets big race happening at the same time. Um, but get, take that out of the equation. Would you do this race again? I feel like grandma's marathon is one of those bucket list races. You know, everyone talks about it. You want to go there. Mm -hmm. You want to go there for the environment. You want to go there for the race feel. Like it is one of those things where if you've thought about going to grandma's go do it. I feel like it's one of those things where it's a one and done. The only reason mm -hmm. why I went back for a second time is I had to cross that finish line. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a definitely something that you should experience as a runner if this is kind of your thing. Um, just because of the environment. They turned this little small town in Duluth, Minnesota into a runner's village. And uh, they put on a, a beautiful show for you with the lake and, you know, the environment there. It's definitely something that you should truly experience yourself at least once. That's yep. I, I'll, I, that, that, that's going on my bucket list. Um, do you have any tips for people who might be running in June? Yeah. So some tips in June, um, obviously prepare for all weather, right? I trained in Canton, Georgia. Um, so I trained in uh, Georgia summer a little bit. So I had the heat going for me, but if mm -hmm. it would have been a cold day, I feel like I would have struggled a, a lot more um, because I didn't have any training in, in cold weather conditions. June in, in Duluth, Minnesota, you can get everything. So train, you know, the best that you can in all the environments that you can put your body through. And remember, obviously, if it's raining outside, get out there and do that training run because it could be raining on race day. Um, so, yeah, put your body through the experiences that you can to try to plan for your best. But um, no matter what, you know, we can't predict weather on race day. So do the best that you can and show up and go do it. I mean... I ran the Cleveland Marathon when we had all of the different weather elements that year. God. So I feel like I did that. Like I can do anything. <laughs> 2016 Cleveland. That is a race we will never, ever forget. None yes, of us who were there definitely. will ever forget that one. Never, um, ever. <laughs> Well, Jamie, I'm so uh, grateful to you for coming on today and uh, congratulations on, on getting the, the finish the second time. And I hope whatever the next race is, you, uh, you get that elusive goal you've been chasing for oh so long. And I've, I've been oh, there so to long, see, right? been there to see I mean, 200 pounds <laughs> and you want to be cute like a son of a gun and you just keep fighting for it. And I'm going to keep fighting for it. I'm going to Chicago this year. So Chicago bear, look out. There we go. That's what I like to hear. Um, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure that we're going to get a review up on Chicago and you will return the favor and you can listen to that one and get some tips. Um, I but appreciate I, it. I thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today and, uh, to all the listeners, thank you for listening today and just one more call to support us. Uh, feel free, like subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Rust Belt Running. Visit our website at rustbeltrunning.com. You can learn about different ways to support us there. Uh, and you can follow Jamie on Instagram at cupcakes for PRs. Uh, she is definitely a worthy follow and she's going for a BQ again. So yeah, let's, let's all follow her and, uh, you know, show some support and, uh, see her take down that goal that she narrowly missed in 2016, uh, which we just talked <sighs> about. Uh, and you're, you're going to get it. I, I have faith. 
Um, if I you're will fight until I do. <laughs> if you're interested in talking about a race you've run recently or there's a race that you'd like us to get a review of, uh, reach out to us on Instagram. Our DMs are always open there. Or you can email us at rustbeltrunning at gmail.com. Any way we can help you decide on a race in the future, uh, we'd love to help. So, friends, we wish you the best in your running journeys, and thank you again for listening. And until next time, enjoy your miles, everybody.